0: Good morning. Good morning. I want to welcome all of you, and uh, also, who are joining us online. I welcome you. All right, it's time to worship our God. Let us prepare our heart as we enter into the worship service.
1: holy, and loving God, we come to you now in prayer, thanking you for the opportunity you have provided us to worship. We read in your word that your promise to us is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you love us, that you deeply care for us, and that we are made to worship you. And so, we pray today that our hearts would be lifted to worship in you. As we sing, pray, and focus on the message that you have for us, we know that, this, that it is no mistake that we are here in this space this morning, so God, we pray for openness. Be with Pastor Jay as he delivers the words you have given him to share with us. Bring him strength and peace. God, we also thank you so much for the protection and provision you have given during this season of so much uncertainty. We continue to pray for those who have been affected by sickness, violence, and natural disasters. Help us to never miss an opportunity to share your love through our actions and our words, especially now as we desperately need glimpses of hope to carry us through. But God, as we are mindful to celebrate in thanksgiving for the blessings you have given us and expectant to experience you this morning, we do know that there are many things that tug at our hearts. We lift to you now the people on our prayer bookmark, those in our community and around the world, as well as those that are in our thoughts. You know our needs even before we lift them, and we can be assured that you are already providing healing of the mind, body, and souls of your children. I know there are many things that I cannot put into words, so precious Lord, we come to you with our personal prayers and confessions during this time of silence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. God, as we hear today about the importance of making sure we provide good examples for our children to follow, we pray that we trust in your guidance, believing with our whole hearts that you are in control. Your words are true, and we pray that we can lay aside our plans to allow you to mold and use us. And now, together as the body of Christ, we pray the words you taught us by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation,
2: This morning, uh, we have two of them, the first being from Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them like will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. The second reading is from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 1-9. through nine. Now this is the commandment, the statutes and the ordinances that the Lord your God charged me to teach you to observe in the land that you are about to cross into and occupy, So that you and your children, your and your children's children, may fear the Lord your God all the days of your life, and keep all His decrees and His commandments that I am commanding you, so that your days may be long. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe them diligently, so that it may go well with you, and so that you may multiply greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Keep these words that I am commanding you today in your heart. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Uh, In April, we are talking about uh, that Jesus is our anchor. In other words, Jesus is the center of our life. Often we hear people saying that I surrender my life to Jesus. The word surrender is what you use when your enemy captured you on the battlefield. So you're not the owner of yourself. Your life is not your hands anymore. It's on your enemy's hand. As Christians, we say that a lot. I surrender all to Jesus. In many cases, even though we say we surrender all to Jesus, our actual actions and thoughts Do not come with what we confess to Jesus. Surrendering yourself does not mean attending worship service on Sunday morning only. It does not mean listening to the sermon is enough. Surrendering does not mean praying at the church is enough. Surrendering does not mean leaning onto God only when you have difficulties. Surrendering a part of your life is not surrendering your life to Jesus. Most biblical scholars consider Deuteronomy was written right after the Babylonian exile. And Israelites put their essence of theology in chapter six, right onto verse four. The relationship between God and Israel is defined as a relationship of love. God was inviting Israelites into a loving relationship with God. It is not saying you must obey God. It is not a relationship between master and slaves. The loving relationship between God and you is the foundation of your surrendering. That's why you surrender to God. The love God is mentioning is loving someone until you die. This love made Jesus die can die on the cross for us. That is the level of love we are talking about. What happens when you love someone? You want to please that person. You want to make that person happy. You want to support the person. As you do those things for your loved ones, you also become happy too. The relationship between God and us is like that. God loved us first, and God proved God's love to us through the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. Hear, O Israel: The Lord is our God, the Lord alone. You shall love your love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. God was inviting Israelites into relationship again. So, surrendering my life to God is happening in that relationship of love. In Hebrews. Uh, Chapter 6, verse 19, the Hebrew writer confesses our hope is Jesus, our safe and secure anchor of our souls. Jesus is the only safe anchor of our life, of our souls. There is no other name with us. Matthew chapter 7 mentions all the ground is not the same. There are places more safe and secure. Jesus used this parable of building a house on a rock to make people listen and follow what Jesus taught them with their actions in their actual life. If there were no natural disasters such as floods or storms or earthquakes, houses can be built on sand. But in our natural world, We always have something that strikes and shakes the houses. So no one wants to build a house on sand. The sand cannot support the houses. The buildings wait. And eventually the building collapses and breaks down. We need to put our foundation on Jesus. The loving relationship with Jesus is the foundation of our Christian life. If you love Jesus, you love to do what Jesus taught us. If you are wise, you will trust the safe and secure foundation, not any other things. Jesus is a safe and secure foundation and the anchor. Now let's think about what kinds of lessons we can get today for our families The first thing we need to do, we need to think about is that where we put our trust, where do we, where we put our foundation on. Some people say that we need to put Jesus as the priority. I think that is right. We need to put Jesus first always. However, we need to go deeper. This is about how we prioritize things. We organize our priorities based on our values. Put our foundation on Jesus is more like we accept the value system from Jesus. What is valuable to Jesus is valuable to us. Think about Apostle Paul. He was highly educated, but he considered his education and all the knowledge he has the same as trash since he met Jesus Christ. He used to be a persecutor, but he became an apostle for Gentiles, since he had a new value system. To Paul, the most important and meaningful work was sharing Jesus Christ with others. As he put his foundation on Jesus, his life started to change. His actions and words proved that He had a belief in Jesus Christ. We need to reflect on whether our actions, words, and thoughts prove our identity as Christians. Please check how you act at home. When we are outside with other people, we like to put our masks on as our self-protection. However, when we are at home, most people do not like to have a mask on. So at home, we put down our guard and open our thoughts and actions to our family members. I want to tell you from a psychological perspective, your children follow you. The place you put the foundation of your life is the place your children may put their foundation to. Putting our foundation on Jesus Christ is not like a one-time event. So as your children grow up, they will learn little by little where their parents put the foundation of life on. Babies are tiny, but they start their learning process since they are born. One of the things they do in their early childhood is forming the image of God, the concept of God. The primary caregiver is the one who impacts this process. Children learn about God from the parents or the primary caregivers. Your children will see that whether your priority is based on Christian values or not. They will see how you worship and pray and how you love God and neighbors your children will evaluate your life whether you really follow Jesus or not. They will see how much you care about their faith. They will see how you introduce Jesus to their life. Due to the COVID, it is much easier now to access to worship services and sermons from uh, anywhere. You do not need to come to the church. You do not have to have a specific time at all. However, it has become much harder to keep our heart toward God because it is easy to forget what we used to do on Sunday morning. I heard a story from one of our church members that his little son shouted, Jesus time, Jesus time, as he pointed at TV screen. They had been uh, worshiping online at a particular time on Sunday, and their little son noticed that it was time for worship. So he shouted, Jesus time, Jesus time. Their routine made him remember Time for worship service, even though their son is still little. Children will see that whether the parents cares about the worship services or not. Children will see whether their parents are willing to let the children know Jesus or not. Children will notice how their parents humble themselves and forgive others and love others. They will see how much their parents care about Jesus and how much they are willing to follow Jesus. They will see that you are trying to follow Jesus or not. It is about your heart, whether you are willing to love God or not. Deuteronomy proclaims the essential commandments toward Israelites, loving God. And right after that, it asks parents to teach their children all the time about loving God. Recite them to your children and talk about them when you are at home and when you are away, when you lie down and when you rise. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead, and write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. God asks us to recite God's commandments and talk about them with our children and put signs and marks to see. Why does God make people to do these things? I think the answer is simple. God wants them to remember and follow God's words remember, and follow. When the Israelites went, uh, went through the wilderness for 40 years, they often forget how God saved them from the slavery and how God had provided them food and water. And even they forgot who their God is too. Putting our foundation on Jesus looks... A very superficial unless we do believe in Jesus. I'm talking about, I'm not talking about being a perfect Christian, but I am talking about a Christian who continually tries to love God and neighbors more and more and continually try to follow what Jesus taught us. It is about our heart, whether we really want to love God. Let us pray. Gracious God, we humble ourselves before you. We want to recheck how, how much we trust you and how much we are willing to follow your guidance as your disciples Lord, help us let down our arrogant hearts and confess that you are the Savior and that you are the Lord of all. Lord, stir our minds with your Holy Spirit and help us understand your love and grace for each of us. Lord, continually bless us as we try to love you more and more. Lord, help us. God who invited you into the relationship will continually bless you and keep you growing in that relationship of love. Go in peace. Amen.